Welcome to the Dulos Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message. Hey, hope you guys are doing well today. Uh, we've got we've got a good day planned for you. Uh, I think that if I was to like boil down current issues and kind of like hot topics and say these are really important for what everyone is going through right now, the next three weeks are those three messages. Not that like what we do every week isn't really important, but these three especially, I think that you're going to see that there's a lot that is going on in our society and our culture today that affects a lot of us. I mean, when you think about your life, you are consuming content constantly, When I talk about content, I know that sometimes you're like, whoa, what's this talking about? I'm talking about everything that's filling your brain, filling your mind, filling your heart, all that, okay? So you're thinking like all the stuff you watch on Netflix, all the things you see on social media, all the songs you listen to, even just the the marketing that's all around you, all of these things, that's content. That's what's just constantly streaming into our hearts and into our minds. And when you think about the type of content that we find ourselves seeing so often, the reality is there's a lot of it that doesn't honor God, right? Like when you're scrolling through Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever else you guys have, like when you are on those things, when you're looking at TikTok, there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily God honoring, right? Like there's a lot of things that you allow into your, into your mind, into your heart, that what, what are we supposed to do? Like as Christians, what's our role in all this? Like do we wanna be just a bunch of people that just go, you know what, all Christians, if you wanna be a Christian, you can't have any social media. Like if you wanna be a Christian, you can't watch Netflix because there's bad stuff on there. Is that really our role as Christians? No, like we're not gonna sit here and reject everything and say there's no way that you can do that. There, there are people that believe that. There are people that believe like, if a company ever does anything that's anti-Christian at all, or maybe not even anti-Christian, maybe if they do anything that's not pro-Christian, right? So they're not doing something against the church, but they're doing something that's not for the church, then they're like, oh, we just need to boycott them. We need to stop you know, buying whatever. We just need to boycott this completely. Is that our role? Is that how we handle content as Christians? Well, I think it's really important for us to find out. I want to take you to a passage, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 keys in on really where I think is probably the the biggest issue when it comes to the content that we consume, uh, the things that we see, that we allow ourselves to think about or process and eventually make it to our heart. And that's the issue of what the Bible calls sexual immorality. Okay, so I'm not going to get like way PG-13, don't worry, all of you junior hires, okay? No, I'm kidding. But don't, don't worry, like we're not going to get way off into this stuff. You didn't need to tell your parents that we were discussing this today. But what the Bible is talking about here is there's a role that Christians have to play when it comes to what it calls sexual immorality. So let's look at this, just one verse, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. Here's what it says. It says, but among you, there must not even be a hint 
of sexual immorality, or any kind of impurity, or of greed, because these things are improper for God's holy people. Now, when Paul writes among you, that, that you there is plural. So it really means like among us, among God's people, there can't even be a hint of sexual morality. That means that we can't have anyone in our group as Christians that's involving themselves in, in stuff that they shouldn't be. Like, we can't have an imposter. This is among us. It's not just, hey, there's one person who calls themselves a Christian, but we all know that they're really not. No, no, no. This is among the church, amongst God's people. There must not even be a hint of sexual morality. Now, I want to be real clear. When Paul talks here, he's not just talking about, like, having sex outside of marriage. So committing adultery or um, having sex before marriage. He's not just going, hey, like this chief sin, there can't be any of this. The term here for sexual morality is the Greek word porneo. Sound familiar? Like we get our term pornography from it. And what it is, is it's a Greek word that's kind of like the junk drawer of all sexual sin. Meaning from the slightest thought to the most heinous act. He's not just saying, hey, among God's people, y'all better not be having sex before marriage. No, he's saying among God's people, there shouldn't even be, shouldn't even be a hint of God's people being like the world and thinking these things. And you go, well, well Matt, I mean, come on, it's 2020. Like we live in a world where it's just around us all the time. I want to give you a little bit of background. The, the people that Paul is writing to in Ephesians, Ephesus is the city, right? That's the, the Ephesians live in Ephesus. This is one of the most uh, technologically and culturally advanced cities in its society. One of the seven wonders of the ancient world was in Ephesus. So like you guys know the Roman Colosseum, the Roman Colosseum was nothing compared to the theater at Ephesus. They had a, a temple, there was a mountain at the end of town, and they had temples on the top. They had a temple to Artemis. Artemis was, was the Greek goddess of fertility. Uh, her Roman god name was Diana. And if you ever saw a statue of Artemis, it, it was this woman, beautiful woman, and she's holding a basket, and out of this basket are all these little babies that are crawling out because she's the goddess of fertility, and literally she has hundreds of breasts, and that's who they worshiped there. And so when they would go up to the temple to worship, they would involve themselves in all kinds of crazy sexual acts with one another, and this is the way that they worshiped their God in this town. It was not uncommon for you to go through town in Ephesus and see in public display some of the things that you would never even want to see behind closed doors in our society. Actually, Ephesus is the very first known history of prostitution we have in the ancient world. Literally, when you come through the gate to the city, there is a, a mosaic, like a tile that, you know, broken tiles that they put together. There's a mosaic on the ground of a naked woman with an arrow. Still to this day, you can see it. 
So before you start thinking, hey, 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 it's 2020, we've got this all around us. It may look different. It may be on your phone. It may not be in, purpose, in person. But guess what? Paul is talking to people who dealt with all the same struggles. It was right there at their fingertips. It was socially acceptable. It was things that everybody saw and everybody knew was going on. And yet what Paul says, he says, but among you, among the church, among the holy ones of God, shouldn't even be a hint of sexual immorality. And you know, what's, what's amazing to me is like, you guys have heard this before, right? Like you've heard us preach it, that hey, it's bad, you shouldn't be doing these things. And all. Yet, kind of the mentality we all live with, and that's the, the name for the series, for the for the topic today, is that we just kind of go, hey, we know that's what it says, but we do what we want, right? Like, we're going to live our lives the way that we want to. I know the Bible says that, I know, but hey, I'm going to do what I want. In Proverbs chapter 6, verses 27 and 28, it says, can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet getting scorched? You know what the very next verse says? So is it for a man who, who takes another man's wife as his own. You know what he's saying? Someone who involves themselves in sexual immorality. He says, you think it's no big deal. You think it's just looking. It's no, you know, I'm, I don't need to worry about what all is filling my mind. He says, can you scoop fire into your lap and think that you're not going to get burned? Absolutely not. Can you walk on hot coals and think that you're not going to get burned? And some of you are going, well, you know, I did see a magician one time that, you know, walked across. No, you can't do it. Like, I was an idiot and tried one time when I was in high school. I, tried, I was like, hey, I can do it if they can do it. No, it doesn't work. Like, you know this. So what do we do? You know, I, I've preached this, this type of a message before. I remember one time, like, we had... Do you guys remember like those old computer monitors, like those huge monitors? Like some of you that are older, like you remember when computers just used to be massive to you? Um, like I, I had one on, not this stage, it was when the stage used to be over there. But like I took a sledgehammer and I broke a computer screen and like we did all these crazy things to show the message that we got to get rid of all this. I'm not going to do that today. What I want to do is help you understand why the content that you consume matters. So, why should we care about the content we consume? Here's number one. The content you consume is the character you create. Let me say it again, take a picture of it if you need to, it's up there, right, yeah. The content you consume is the character you create. There was a, uh, a guy that Grew up through our youth ministry. He plays football in college right now named Adam Schroeder. Any of y'all remember Adam or know Adam? Okay. Some of you might remember Drew, right? You know, okay. So, you know, there's a, sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that. Anyways, like Adam, Adam loved football and wanted to play professionally. Still his goal this day. Don't know if it'll ever happen. But like Adam cared so much about playing football when he was in high school. Like this was my whole life that he was willing to do whatever it took for the opportunity to try to be the best at his game. And so uh, we kind of had this joke with Adam where his coach like gave him a, a, a diet that they're supposed to, 
to follow and told him like, hey, you can't drink soda, you can't do all this sort of stuff. So when Adam was younger, like sophomore, he would, he would drink soda all the time. And we would be like, hey, coach said no pop. Like we would just say that over and over again, anytime. And then it got to the point where Adam realized, if I wanna be a top tier athlete, I can't fill my body with a, bunch of, with a bunch of soft drinks. Like it's not gonna perform the way that I want to because I'm putting all this junk in it, right? Like imagine being a top tier professional athlete and you're just constantly eating at McDonald's for every meal. Like probably not gonna be the best idea for you, right? Because you don't have the right things inside of you to be able to perform the way that you desire to. Now, here's what's crazy. You know, obviously, if someone ate McDonald's for every meal, like they'd probably have a bunch of heart issues, right? Like it wouldn't be the best thing. But it's true, the content you consume, it's just like the food you consume. The content you consume is the character you create. In Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Allowing yourself to watch whatever excuse me, watch whatever you want, listen to whatever you want, see whatever you want, and not guarding your heart. In fact, as a Christian, if you're just consuming all the same content as people in society, you're just doing all the same things that everybody else is, then what, what good is that? What does it help? Like, you think if an athlete can figure out what I put in my body matters to how I want to be, you would think as Christians, we would understand that the content we consume turns into the character we create. You realize, let's talk about content for a minute, okay? Out of the top 50 songs in America right now, there are only 17 of them that aren't explicit. Out of the top 50, only 17 don't have the explicit label on them. You say, well, what does that mean? Explicit means strong language, references to violence, physical or mental abuse, references to sexual behavior or discriminatory language. That's what gives it the explicit label. Out of the top 10 shows on Netflix right now, over half of them are considered TVMA. What gives it that rating? Strong coarse language, explicit, in some cases pornographic, strong sexual content, nudity, or intense and graphic violence. And it's everywhere around you, right? So we have to be smart enough to realize that the content we consume affects our character. And if we want to have a Christ-like character, then we have to understand how important it is to absorb or to consume Christ-like content. Now, have you ever been around someone where something happens and like they let out just a, like a terrible cuss word, you know? Like, man, F, you know, they say something and you're like, I'm not good at cussing, I'm just, I never did it. So some, some people, like they can string cuss words together and you're like, wow. But I've never been able to do that, so... But someone says a cuss word or someone calls someone a, a racial slur, someone does something and you're like, whoa now. And you know what, the, what, you know what they say? Man, I, don't, I don't know where that came from. Like, I, I don't, I'm a Christian. Like, I don't, I don't cuss like this. I have no idea where that came from. You know where it came from? It came from your heart. In Luke chapter 6, 
Verse 45, Jesus says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. But the evil person of the evil treasure in his heart produces evil. Don't miss this. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If it comes out of your mouth, guess where it started? In your heart. Whenever someone tells you they didn't know why they did something, they don't know why they said something, you know what you can tell them? Well, it was in your heart. It started here. So how does something ever get to your heart? Well, you, you have to let it in. Do you guys, did you guys ever have a, a, a teacher or a parent teach you that old song, Oh, Be Careful, Little Eyes, What You See? Any of you seeing it? Come on. Raise your hand. Be proud of it. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. You know, you've heard it. Um, why? Because the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Why was it important that we taught that to kids? You ever think about it? You ever think about how that message really matters when you're formulating what your, what your world is going to be like or what your character should be like? You know, I'm, I'm amazed at the amount of things that I learn that are like really bad in, in, in our world or society. Like someone uses a word or a term and I'm like, I have no idea what that means. And it's not because I've been sheltered, like I'm, you know, I'm some hermit and I don't understand anything that happens in society. But literally it's about, there are, there are people that have allowed all this terrible content to consume them and it's affected their character. The content you consume will create the character that you have. Here's number two. If you don't control the content, the content will control you. If you don't control the content, the content will control you. I tell you guys this a lot, but I want to repeat it. When you're young, you don't see the end game. You don't see what it looks like. When, when, you're, when you're older and your life's falling apart because of decisions you made when you were a teenager. You just don't. But you have old people like me and like your youth coaches that say, hey, you, know, you need to be careful because all these things that you're doing right now are, are setting you on a trajectory that are gonna be really bad things come later in life. And when you don't control the content in your own life, guess what happened? That content begins to control you. And so you think it's no big deal. It's just, you know, it's just looking at stuff that you're not supposed to. It's just watching some bad movies from time to time. No big deal. It's just listening to some, some bad music. You didn't really think that it was affecting you at all. But it's creating all of these things inside of you. It's turning your heart into a heart of stone. And what happens is eventually that content turns around and it controls you. Now, I don't want to get like a, to be a conspiracy theorist or anything on you. But y'all heard about the social dilemma, the show on Netflix? I'll be honest, I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it, did some research on it. The whole documentary, you know what it's about? How, your, how social media is created to control you and to push you towards certain things. So what they, what they do is they give you this illusion that you're in control, but they pick what you're allowed to see. 
And so they have these algorithms that push you to, to think this political candidate is better for you and more suited for you. Or this, this big story out in the news is something that's so huge, so massive, we got to get everybody thinking about it. So you think it's a worldwide problem just because you read it on a trending section. And you're like, oh my goodness, can't believe this happened. And it's a minor deal. It's been blown up. It's been overinflated. Or how about this? You want to know how content controls you? You realize when you think about your social media and when you pull down to refresh your feeds, you know, and make it, make it do, you know what they modeled that after? A slot machine. So that literally when you're pulling down and you're watching it load to, to react, you're hoping just like a gambling addict that, man, this is going to be a good one. I'm going to get the content I'm looking for. I'm getting all these things. It's, it's a trick that, that your mind's playing on you. That you're looking at these things. It's crazy, right? Uh, you realize that when you're scrolling through social media, they've created it in a way that it doesn't end. Like there's not an end to this chapter and then it starts the new one. It's literally never ending. It will, it will always pull up content for you. Now, some of it's old, but you can scroll through for hours and hours and hours. You think about Netflix. Netflix automatically continues to something else. Because it knows it's easy, easier for you to just keep watching than it is for you to stop and do something else. That, their goal is to keep you engaged. Uh, you realize that um, if you don't watch Netflix, what's it going to do? It's going to send you messages, right? Whether it's on your screen, it's going to shoot you an email. If you have push notifications, it's going to send you a push notification and say, hey, come back, we've missed you. Why? Because if you don't control the content, Content will control you. Do you know how much, on average, it says young people are, are on their phone, the screen time? You know what the average is? Seven hours and 22 minutes a day. Now, some of y'all are like, man, I'm above average, right? Like, you're, you know that you're above that. Like, I've done this with my, with my Connect group. And I know there's some numbers above, above seven hours and 22 minutes. Stop. Yeah, okay, I won't go any farther. But, you know, <clears throat> here's the thing. When you're thinking about that much time spent on your phone, you realize the average Netflix user watches Netflix for more than two hours a day? I don't even have a Netflix account. I know that makes me like the old weird guy, but like, I don't watch Netflix. I don't get why everybody loves it, but that's crazy to me that people spend two hours a day watching Netflix. Why is that? Why, why is it that there's so much content trying to consume? And so when someone says, man, I don't know why I did that. I don't know where that thought came from. I don't know where that word came from. Well, when you're spending nine hours of your life a day, nine hours of a day on your, on your phone consuming content, and you see all this vile stuff and you think it's no big deal, well, I just scrolled past it. I was just one song. Like, there's, just, there's, a, there's, a, little bit of, there's a little bit of cussing in this song, but, but it's not that bad. Like, I like the beat. I don't really listen to everything that she's saying in this song. I, I, just, I just like the way it sounds. No, if you don't control the content, that content's going to control you. 
let me, let me give you, um, let me take this a step further for you. You realize that, that sexually immoral content, what it does to your mind is on a level f- like farther than anything else. Any of you ever been in a car wreck? Who's been in like a car wreck? Okay. Y'all, 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 so y'all will understand. When you're in a car wreck, you know how like you can remember every detail of it? Like you, you're, you're thinking through all that. You remember the smells. You remember everything. It was like time stood still for you. You know that when, you're, when your mind, the, the, the endorphins and the chemical reaction that happens in your mind, when you're in a car wreck, are the same chemical reactions that happen in your mind when you're viewing something of a sexual nature. So when you're watching pornography, it burns these images into your mind. They can't go away. It's the same chemical reaction. And you realize that the, the endorphins that your, your mind experiences when you're involving yourself in sexual morality, you realize it's the same addictive endorphins as someone who is, is doing crack cocaine, like it's the same thing. It's a drug addiction. And you think it's no big deal, but it begins to control you. Where it's, hey, you know, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's, it's, it's really nothing. And hear me, as a young person, when you're not seeing the end game and you're not thinking, oh, it's controlling me completely, hear me, it's dangerous stuff. Like there's some of you that you know you would never touch drugs. You would not you would never even think about it. And yet you allow inappropriate stuff to be on your phone. I promise you, it's the same deal. And just because it's acceptable or accessible doesn't mean it's acceptable. Let me say that again so I can like clear it up. Just because it's accessible doesn't mean it's acceptable. Just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean you should be doing it. Just because it's a popular song, it's a popular show. Like I, I uh, like I told you, I don't I don't really watch Netflix. I use someone else's Netflix account when like, hey, there's this huge. Yeah, I know. But when there's like this huge show that comes out and people are like, oh, you got to check this out. You got to do this. And so I'm like, okay. So like I tried to watch um, the, the show Ozark. I heard a bunch of like older people talking about, oh, it's a great show, all this stuff. I made it through about five minutes of the first episode. And I was appalled that the people that said it was a great show said it was a great show. I can't look past that. Like, I can't watch this with my wife. And if I can't watch this with my wife, guess what? I shouldn't be watching it. I don't need to fill my mind with all this filth. And there's some people, you know what they say? Ah, yeah, you got to get past the first episode. What? How does that make sense? How does that make sense in anything in life? I promise you, if you don't control the content, the content will control you. Number three, corrupt content will lead to death. Listen, it's time to stop making excuses and giving ourselves reasons to justify that things are are okay when they're absolutely not okay. We're better than this as Christians. Like, don't let your friends get away with it. 
If you actually love your friends, you wouldn't love your friends or you wouldn't let your friends who you love go and get involved in all kinds of drug addictions, right? Like you just wouldn't. But yet you let them get involved in all kinds of stuff that they shouldn't be involved in when it comes to the content that we consume. Where you guys don't even think it's that big of a deal. Hey, hand me the ox. Or you, you, you start pulling, the, pulling up songs and guess what happens? You start playing stuff you shouldn't have ever played. That's no big deal. It's just a good beat popular. We're better than this. Listen, corrupt content will lead to death. And you and I, we can make excuses all day long. We can make excuses for our sin, but our excuses won't excuse us from our sin. I'll say it again. We can make excuses for sin, but our excuses won't excuse us from our sin. One last passage, James chapter one. If you guys have your Bibles, you should turn there, or if you wanna pull up your Bible app, you can do that. That's, a, that's appropriate screen time if you need, some, need, need to get on the Bible app. But James chapter one, look what it says, verse 14. <clears throat> it says, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. You hear it? We've established it today. Content is created to tempt you, to lure you, and entice you. And James says each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Verse 15, don't miss this. This is the one you gotta underline or highlight. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth what? Who's reading? Death. Like, you want some content, that's the one you need to hear. All of this content is created to lure us, to entice us. And you know what James says? He says, when each person is tempted and is lured and enticed by his own desire, then desire, when it has conceived, it gives birth to sin. It's no big deal. I don't, I don't really think about these things. I just, like, kind of see it. But I fast forward through the bad parts, I skip past it. I mean, I don't listen to every song on her album, you know, but it was just this. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't look at, I don't look at pornography, but I follow some people that are really involved in some bad stuff, you know, whatever. When you excuse all those things, it's just a desire. But that desire gives birth to sin, conceives it, and sin, when it's fully grown, what does it do? It brings forth death. It's the nature of sin. Jesus said it in John chapter 10. He said, the thief comes, Satan, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he might come in a way that's enticing and luring. But his goal is one of those three things, kill, steal, or destroy. And Jesus says in John 10 verse 10, he says, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Which one do you want to choose? You're going to listen to the way of the world and go, hey, I want to follow all this content. Or are you going to say, you know what, I want to follow the life giver who originally gave me life but has promised me an abundant life and he's giving me eternal life. Let's follow him. It's time for us as people who say that we follow Jesus to clean up our playlists, to clean up the songs we listen to, 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 to stop following certain people, 
to stop allowing our minds to wander when they shouldn't. It's time for us to have better standards of what movies we're willing to watch, to be mindful of all the content we consume. And I know that, like, when you hear me say all that, you're like, Matt, really? Like, are you trying to turn us into that? Listen, corrupt content leads to death. And my hope is that by this time, like, God's doing some work. And I hope that everybody in here, like, there's a little bit of conviction and you're thinking through some stuff that you've allowed to fill your heart. Like, I hope that's happening. You say, well, well what do I do? What, what, what should I do from here? A couple of easy things. One, you need to be in your connect group this week. We're going to be talking about some of this. But, like, let's be real and let's be honest. Let's not just give in to this. If, if the Bible tells us that there shouldn't even be a hint of sexual immorality among God's people, like, we got to be better than this, right? Like, we got to be willing to to have the hard conversations. If not, realize that you're no better than the addict who's at the slot machine. You're just going, oh, man, I hope something's good. Let me, let me do this. No, you've bought into the drug. It's not worth it. It's not saying you can't have it, but don't let it have you. Uh, be in your connect group. The other thing is, like, you need to find some good Christian brothers and sisters who you guys can all fight for each other and be accountable to one another. Uh, we, we believe that happens best in a connect group, but you can have just some good friends. And one of your friends tries to put on a bad song, call them out for it. Not in a hateful way, but be like, come on, we're better than this. There is plenty of opportunities for you, or, or not opportunities. There's plenty of, of, uh, of, of artists available to you that do good songs now. There's plenty of content out there that isn't something that you can't consume. Like, consume the good stuff. But I, I also understand that there's a question we need to answer, and that is, how do I consume culture as a Christian? Like, what am I supposed to do? And maybe this is oversimplifying it, but I want to give you a question to ask yourself that I think will help you with this, all right? and it should be up on the screen, is what I am consuming now leading me to be the person God wants me to be tomorrow? Write down that question. Is what I am consuming right now leading me to be the person God wants me to be tomorrow? And you know what? How you answer that will help you decide what you should or shouldn't consume. It's wisdom. Is what I'm consuming now leading me to be the person God wants me to be tomorrow? Because that's our goal, right? Our goal is to keep growing in our relationship with Jesus, not to stay the same, not to go backwards, but to be better tomorrow than we were today. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Do Loss Youth. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.